Welcome to a Neurophysio podcast. I'm Erin Bicknell. And I'm Matt Wingfield. And today we're bringing you a shorter episode to showcase some of the incredible work that has occurred in response to the COVID-19 pandemic by some of our expert gerontology physios and researchers. We're talking to Associate Professor Cathy Said from the University of Melbourne and Western Health about the work that they've been doing. Many of you will have seen the release of the Safe Exercise at Home website created by a collaboration of Australian clinicians and researchers from 10 universities, institutes and health services. The website includes ideas for older adults to exercise safely at home and increase their physical activity levels at three different stages or levels, reflecting their current physical ability and health status. There are videos, there are texts on the screen, PDFs to download, and it also includes some tips to stay motivated, including stories from older adults themselves. But we'll let Kathy tell you the rest. Uh, we hope that you enjoy and can spread the word about this great resource. And just a reminder, the people we interview on this podcast are representing their own views, thoughts, and opinions as individuals, which are not necessarily the views of their employers or any organizations or committees that they're associated with. Equally, the advice and information shared on the podcast is general only and should not be taken as medical advice. Kathy, thanks so much for catching up with us today. We know that you and your colleagues have been working really hard to develop resources to support older people and to be more physically active during the current social distancing restrictions. Can you tell us what you've been developing? Yes, so I've been working with a whole lot of colleagues from around Australia to bring together a website to support older people to maintain and increase their physical activity. I suppose we've got a particular focus on doing it during this time of the COVID-19 social isolation restrictions, but... I think we're hoping that this website will have, you know, will live beyond that. And I think it will hopefully be useful to promote physical activity in older people really long term. Excellent. Can you um, tell us a little bit more about who the people are in the group that have uh, helped develop this with you? Yeah, I think we've got an amazing group of physios from around Australia working on it. And I have to say it's been an absolute blast working with a lot of these people who I really admire. Uh, so we've got myself. So I'm from University of Melbourne Western Health and Australia Institute of Musculoskeletal Science here in Melbourne, Victoria. Uh, we've got Cathy Sherrington, who's from the uh, Institute of Musculoskeletal Health at the University of Sydney uh, and the Sydney Local Health District. Professor Keith Hill, who's from Monash University down here in Victoria. Associate Professor Michelle Kalasaya, who's also from Monash Uni in Victoria and Peninsula Health. And also the Menzies Institute for Medical Research in Tasmania. Uh, we've got Associate Professor Francis Batchelor, who's from the National Ageing Research Institute here in Melbourne. Professor Anne-Marie Hill from Curtin University, which is over in Western Australia. Rick Dawson, who's on the uh, Board of Directors at Australian Physiotherapy Association. Associate Professor Charlie McIntosh from the University of South Australia. De Dr. Stephanie Fu, who's a physio from Queensland. So she uh, runs her own practice called Ageing Balance. She also works for Meta Health Services in Brisbane and the University of Queensland. We had a lot of support from Courtney West, who's from the Institute of Musculoskeletal Health and University of Sydney uh, and Sydney Local Health District. So she was the person who actually put the website together for us and dealt with all of our multiple rapid changes in text and, you know, changes in the way we wanted things to look. So she has done an absolutely amazing job. 
And then we're also really lucky that we managed to get together some international experts who also reviewed the website and the content and provided us with some really valuable feedback. So we had Dr. Nancy Latham, who's from Harvard Medical School in America, United States of America, and also the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Canada. Professor Sally Lamb, who's from the University of Exeter in the United Kingdom, and Joost van Wieschen. I really hope I haven't completely, uh, apologies if I've completely mispronounced his name, uh, who's from the Hahn University of Applied Sciences in the Netherlands. So we've had just an absolutely amazing team. It's an absolute dream team, isn't it? It is a dream team. I have to say, I've been, you know, absolutely stoked to have the opportunity to work with a lot of these people. A lot of them are, are people that I've really admired and been really inspired by. And this has just been yeah, amazing to work with them all. Yeah. And so wide reaching as well, like a lovely balance of people all around Australia and international as well. That was a deliberate decision that we did actually want to include people from uh, all around Australia because we want it to, you know, we want it to be applied all around Australia. But I suppose also when we started this, it really started as a what is already out there that we that we can use to support older people. We didn't want to go about reinventing things if things were already existing. So I suppose that there was actually a bit of a call out to everyone around Australia to go, hey, do you know of anything that's already happening that we can leverage off? And when it became obvious that there wasn't anything you know, anything that really met what we thought were the identified, was the identified gap, we went, well, let's do it ourselves. Fantastic. And the website is really easy to navigate. It looks really great. So well done on that. Oh, thank you. That's, that's really great feedback. I mean, it's, we had to be a bit pragmatic about the way we developed this because we did know there was a, a, a time urgency around it. So we did, I suppose the other thing I didn't mention is that we did actually get a lot of consumer feedback in the process as well, you know, but again, it all had to be done really rapidly. And some of it, again, was a little bit pragmatic. We couldn't necessarily, you know, do big callbacks and call outs and say, you know, Anyone that wants to come and get, give us your feedback, a lot of it had to be targeted and we were, were relying on people that could get back to us within sort of 24, 48 hours. So, but it's great to hear that it's, it's, uh, you know, easy to navigate around. You've done a magnificent job putting it all together and so quickly. And it, as you said, to be able to have something like this, it's going to be outlasting the pandemic significantly is a, a really, really good thing. Thanks. And we noticed that the website is organized into three different levels of advice for physical activity and exercises. Can you tell us a bit more about the background to that? Yeah. So again, I suppose this was one of the things that came up really early in our discussions. And, you know, we're all physio researchers or clinicians who've got an interest in working with older people and in particularly people that have got mobility disorders, balance disorders, problems such as that. And I suppose we were really concerned as we saw that around Australia, uh, one of the responses to the pandemic, which was completely understandable, was that health services were starting to be restricted. Older people were being told to stay at home and self-isolate. And we actually saw that there was a real risk that older people were going to start reducing their physical activity and that potentially they were also going to start having less access to health services, 
you know, if they went into hospital after an, an illness, they may not get the same amount of follow-up in community rehab centres and community health centres that they would normally get. And that a lot of older people, again, particularly people that maybe were a little bit unsteady on their feet or had some sort of mobility disorder that might have been going along to community exercise programs, a lot of those programs were going to be closed. So we sort of had this overarching concern for how do we try and support older people to become more active or, or maintain their activity. But the group we were really concerned about were perhaps your more frail, more vulnerable people and people that were a little bit unsteady or people that used a walking frame because there were a lot of resources out there to try and promote physical activity and exercise. Not all of them are going to be appropriate for all older people, but the, the group we were really worried about were, as I said, this more vulnerable group. But we also wanted to make sure our website catered for healthy older people because again it's it's important for them to maintain their mobility so that I suppose is where we came up with dividing uh, our information into three separate levels so one level that I suppose is more tailored towards people that uh, are using a walking aid and maybe a little bit more frail the second level is people that may not be using a walking aid, but are maybe feeling a little bit unsteady and and certainly weren't necessarily engaged in any form of regular exercise. Whereas the third level is really targeted at the uh, people that were very fit and able and engaging in some regular exercise so that people can identify which level is probably going to be most appropriate for them. And then we've actually We've looked at some resources and worked out which resources are going to be most appropriate for each of those groups because, you know, we certainly don't want people that are, are very unsteady on their feet just attempting exercises that are really unsafe for them. We don't want to see people having falls as a result of, of participating in these exercises. Yeah, and obviously the, the whole website, the big remit of it is safety. The website title's got safe in the title, but you have a lot of information about safety on the website as well, about even cardiovascular safety, don't you? Yeah, and again, I suppose that was something we were really mindful of that uh, you know, we know exercise is important and we know exercise is safe. And I suppose that was, we want to make people confident that it is safe to exercise. But we also know that certainly for a lot of older people, they can be worried that they may do themselves an injury or something might happen while they're exercising. And again, I suppose we're certainly really mindful that particularly with the more frail and vulnerable people and people a little bit unsteady, we don't want them to have a fall or injure themselves while they're exercising. So we have put a lot of emphasis on a lot of advice around how to maintain safety while you're exercising. And again, really advising people that if you're not sure about something or you're not sure where to start, start off at the, the level one, which is our foundation level, which are really, you know, exercises that are geared towards people that maybe haven't exercised much before or who are unsteady on their feet and just take things easy and see how you go. We're really working on the premise that it's better to start off gently and do a little bit. We don't want people jumping in at the at the deep end. Yeah, so sensible. And anything is better than than nothing if they're starting with nothing, hey. Yeah, and I think that that again is a really important point that, you know, even if you're not doing any exercise, even just a little bit is is a great place to start. And if we can just get people just doing a little bit 
that's fantastic. And there's some success stories tabs in the website. Yes, yes. What a great idea. Yeah, the success stories are really lovely. You know, I think it's it's really lovely to hear what uh, and see what people are doing and what they usually do and also how they've perhaps changed things in response to the the COVID-19 pandemic. And do you think that hearing from their peers, older Australians hearing from their peers gives them more motivation than hearing it from their physio who is often a lot younger than them? Yeah, I think certainly anecdotally that's been some of the feedback that we've heard from people that have reviewed the site that they really like seeing the success stories and they like seeing what other people are doing. We all hear that you can't be what you can't see and certainly, you know, we hear that a lot with young girls. I don't I haven't necessarily heard it as much applied to this group, but I think it really it is it's much easier to do something if you can see other people that you can relate to doing something. So, you know, and again, that's why we have stratified our success stories into these various levels, because I don't think it's particularly useful if, you know, if you're just starting out to read about, you know, someone who's running marathons, that's not inspiring. But what's inspiring is to read about someone who was like you and that you can relate to and then hear about what things they've done to increase their activity. Yeah, absolutely. So with that in mind, how do we get clinicians to use this website or how how do you envisage clinicians should use this website? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, we we know that people are more likely to increase uh, physical activity or take up exercise if they've been recommended to do so by a health professional. And so I think particularly physios play a really critical role in that. We also know, though, that clinicians are really busy and trying to provide people with all this information can sometimes be really difficult. It can be difficult to find the time for, particularly if maybe you're seeing someone for a different condition. And we also know that physios at the moment are really having to be pretty nimble. A lot of them are having to change the way that they deliver their services. And they're also perhaps delivering services to patient groups that they would not normally deliver services to. So I think what we would all be doing is really encouraging uh clinicians and health professionals, including physios, to make sure they have conversations with people about how they're maintaining their activity levels during, particularly during this time. But, you know, we think it should be part of your usual practice. It may be that then physios say to people, hey, look, there's this website. It's got some information from reputable sources. Have a read through Maybe next time you come in, we can have a chat about what you've read and maybe think about where you might like to start. Physios can use this as a way to maybe uh, say to people, look, I think the exercises at level one would be a really great starting point for you. Why don't you read that information? Have a look, see what you think. We can maybe chat about what exercises you can do at your next appointment so it can be used in that way. And we also have a section that is specifically for health professionals uh, where we've tried to pull together 
a whole lot of resources. So some of them are about related to COVID-19, so information about precautions and information links to the current restrictions and those sorts of things. Some of it's advice about physical activity. Uh, some of it's advice about exercise prescription, fall prevention, evidence, those sorts of things. So again, we're trying to pull together information that we think might be useful to health professionals that are working with with this group of people. Great. And I think we've talked about it a lot, but I don't think we've actually mentioned what is the website address? How do we get to it? Good question. It is www.safeexerciseathome.org.au. And there's the there's two E's when you look at safe exercise. There's two E's in this. <laughs> we'll obviously put a link to that in the show notes as well. But I think having you tell us where it is, that's the best, uh, the best endorsement we can have there. Yes. Yeah. The last question that remains, I think, is probably what do we do with those older people who don't have access to the internet? Fantastic question. So we have already got a lot of downloadable information on the website. So we've got some sample exercises that are in PDFs and we've got sample, we've got PDFs of all of our safety information, how to stay motivated, uh, all of that, that sort of information you can already download. And so what I would be encouraging people to do is if your mum hasn't got internet access or your neighbour or your grandma, download some of that information for them and you can give them a paper copy. Uh, we are also in the process of actually uh, developing some proper packages, which again, pull some more of this information into a package, but that's just something that we're still in the process of doing. So that's a, that's a stay tuned. We could do some mail drops during our daily exercise around the neighbourhood. That is a fantastic uh, <laughs> idea, idea, Erin. But I think that's, you know, I think this, you know, hopefully again, this, you know, I suppose one of the things as well when we were bringing this all together was uh, we, all of us working on the website, we all have older people in our lives that we love. So I've got my parents and my mother-in-law and I was really concerned about how they were going to stay active you know, we're all in the same boat. And so a lot of us were all thinking about, okay, what can I give to my parents to or my my important older people to support them during this time? So I think this is a way that we can get that information out. If everyone thinks about how they can get it to the, the people that they're close to, that'll go some way to spreading the word. Yeah, I'll definitely be giving it to my grandparents. Pop was telling me the other day how he's trying to beat his score walking the, the 10 laps around his complex that he lives in. Oh, how good's that? Yeah. <laughs> there, there have been some real, I mean, I've loved reading the success stories because there are just some absolutely gorgeous stories and gorgeous examples of what people are doing. And it is, it's really lovely to hear all of the, um, all of the innovative ways people are keeping themselves active. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that I love at the moment is how the is the hundred year old gentleman in in the UK walking laps of his garden and yeah, it's never too old to be a global celebrity, is it? That that and that is absolute. That is exactly right. That is absolutely inspirational. You know, you you look at that and you just think, wow, that that's amazing. Is there uh, anything else, Kathy, that you think you'd like to share with our audience about this website or the resources that are there? No, uh, look, I suppose the other things to say. I've already said that we did this really quickly, so. 
We're really happy if people have got feedback. Please give us feedback. We're trying to act on things as quickly as we can, uh, but we are we do have to prioritise what we can change because we, we are moving pretty quickly. We are going to keep updating it, so we're hoping to put some new information on as we keep moving things along. But again, just need to be a bit patient with us because it's been uh, it's been a huge you know a huge job just getting it to this point. But yeah, just spread the word. Beautiful. Well, I think that's a wonderful thing that you've been doing, and I think it's a great point to finish on to spread the word. And we will definitely be doing our part with that. Yeah, I hope this really takes off and is a really useful resource for. Yeah, in the next couple of years or even beyond. Fantastic. Thank you. We've, we've loved working on it. Thanks so much, Kathy. Great job. So the website again is safeexerciseathome.org.au. Check it out and share it with your colleagues, friends and family and especially those important older adults in your life. Kathy researches gait and balance deficits in older adults and those with neurological conditions and the use of technology in falls and mobility rehab, among many other things. She is the inaugural Associate Professor of Physiotherapy in a joint position between the University of Melbourne and Western Health. Interested in her work and career story, you say? Well, we were too. That's right. So we've got a full podcast episode with Kathy that's ready to release, which we'll be bringing to you in the next few weeks. Be sure to look out for that one on our website, aneurophysio.com or Twitter and Facebook at aneurophysio. Thanks for tuning in and stay neuroplastic fantastic.